Should we try launching the forge game? Oh, yes. It's, okay. all, it's all ready. Emily's in. I heard it first. Were you messing with it? I was going to ask, and then it was like, well, it let me in. It's fine. All right. So... Last week, you fought the Scary Crow and the accompanying wraiths, saving Goran's twin axe, the uh, powerful wizard from Torvir Deep. Um, he removed you from the Dream Demiplane. Uh, you realized you had been inside for one week after getting Gorance some help from the other wizards. You asked Gorance for assistance. He took you into a strange magical vault where he gave you a number of magical items as well as restoring some of the magic to Dawn, the hilt of the greatsword. Uh, and also, you guys should be able to see some of the stats, because I know Emily already looked at them. Um, but that's what the great sword does. Oh, I wanted to ask you. So the uh, daggers that I need to put in my bracer of flying daggers, do those need to be magical daggers, or can I just put normal daggers in them? Just regular old daggers. Awesome. And the damage right. you deal with your thrown daggers will be magical. Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, he asked you uh, what you wished to do, and you all said that you would uh, return later, uh, and he would teleport you to Thalassa in search of a portal in the vault to Mr. Prince Library. So. Do we want to try to uh, get Dawn fully restored? I think I happen to find another ingot of this special metal, and I yeah. meant to ask, do I have to get her like fully restored in addition to repairing her? Um, I think you repairing would, her be enough? Or? I think you would know that repairing the blade would probably get you at least to the next level. You need two ingots, or one ingot? She should only need one more ingot. Yeah, I have one, and uh, I think I just need one more. You have two. You got one from the Dragon Horde. Gorance gave you one. Yeah. And you need a third one. And we're probably gonna have to go to the Feywild to fix it, so it's gonna it's gonna be a minute. Well, wasn't there? Um an actual person that we knew of who could do it and um i can't remember the city but, but didn't we know of somebody who could do it i don't remember Are we still like in the vault that's, that's... uh yeah you're, i guess you're still in the vault i mean we haven't said that you guys left so what time of day is it? You have no idea. You haven't looked outside. But the other dwarves were asleep, so presumably it is late at night. So it was um, Antercraft, <sighs> that mountain city. Wasn't there like a very prestigious and well-known black, elven blacksmith there? 
I mean, Azrael knew of them, but I think everyone else said that they were like older, like it was like 200 years out of date, but we thought there was someone there, right? Where? In in that mountain city, um, the A-C-H-E-R-O-N-A-T-H. There's like an elven blacksmith there that could repair it. It's on you, I can't even read, let alone spell. Yeah, I don't uh, know how to pronounce it. Uh, no, you guys learned that there was an elven smith in Thalassa. A legendary... Oh, that was Okay. And that's where we're going, right? Uh, let's see. On the 18th of September from last year, uh, you found in the Dragon Sword an ancient box containing a small portion of phase steel, one single ingot, marked with a strange seal. Uh, one of you, I'm pretty sure it was Azrael, was able to tell that it was the seal was a twisted hammer covered, a twisted hammer, over an ivy-covered anvil, and it was the yep. sigil of Pacus Ladra, an Aladrin master smith from the Spring Court of the Feywild, who founded a yeah. master smithy two hundred years ago in Thalassa at the height of the city's power. Okay, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I have the mystical smith. Um, I have it was Elvin, but I just probably wrote it down wrong. Um, and then from the Spring Court, Eladrin are basically elves. Okay. Um, okay, so we're going to Therasra, right? That is where you said you wanted to go, but, I mean, you guys can go wherever you would like. So, if we're there, can't we look for that, um, Master Smith? Sure. So, as you guys are making a few discussions and, and affixing the magical items to yourselves, um... The other two dwarves who've come into the vault with you are kind of fiddling with some stuff. You can see they're like kind of sort of tidying up in one of the corners. Um, and Gorin's is just kind of looking at your party, just like watching you, not aggressively or anything. Um, just waiting for you to decide something. Asriel, in the back of your head, you suddenly feel this, like, tug. Uh, and when you do, you kind of follow it for a moment and turn your gaze towards one of the shelves. And on it, there is a strange book. Strange how? Uh, let me just check. You're a little far away from it to read the spine of it, so. Um, but, um, but it does there... look like it's like this kind of strange leather binding. Um, I'll just kind of try to nonchalantly, like, not make it look like I'm, like, beaming towards the book, but maybe just slowly get closer so I can read it. All right. The spine is written in a script that you cannot read, I believe. I speak common, draconic, dwarven, elven, thieves can't, and undercommon. Yeah, it is not in a speech that you can read. 
Uh, How big is the room we're in? That's pretty sizable. There's probably four, um, like, passages of shelves. Because you guys just handed Romney a deck of cards. He's definitely going to pull one. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> definitely going to pull a card. I have a legitimate deck set up here. <laughs> And this All is right. the point at which we broke the campaign. I've got a legitimate 34 card deck set up here, so I can keep this legitimate. But you gotta actually turn on your camera then if you wanna play this card. On. I can't see it. Alright, I can see it. Hold on. I've got I've got it all pulled up. <laughs> I've got it all organized. Alright. Go ahead. Alright. Uh-oh. A goblin. Two of hearts. I pulled a goblin. Two of hearts. Uh... Oh. So you drew the card, you throw it at the ground? Yeah, I was just like, I don't know what this does, and I just like kind of like just flip it at the ground. Like I just pulled a card, and I was like, well... Alright, the the card kind of flutters, spins in the air, lands perfectly perpendicular to you with the face of the card up, indicating the two of hearts. And suddenly this like, kind of like, instantaneous like flash of, of a little bit of light. And in front of all of you, in the middle of this room, there's suddenly a goblin looking around curiously as though... He just got like yanked out of where he was, wherever he was standing before, and the goblin goes, oh. and then he just starts like, uh, he's like kind of looking around frantically. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pounce on him. All right, the goblin like looks over at you. you yours like your attention has been stolen away from the book, and you just. Look back, there's a goblin, you leap towards it, and just, like, pass right through it, onto the ground. Yes. Uh, when you look back up, suddenly it's not a real goblin to you anymore. It's very obvious it was an illusion now, of course. Silly you. It's somewhat translucent. You can see, like, behind the goblin, you know, people and bookshelves and a little bit of wall. The oh, goblin... That's not funny. The goblin, as it was almost tackled, goes, I gotta get out of here! And he just, like, bolts down one of the passageways. through the aisles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. I'm just gonna put him in my pocket. <laughs> Alright. Well, mark down... I've, I've, I'm actually keeping track with a deck of cards. Well, yeah, so. mark down that you have used... I guess I'll... Market that you have used the two of hearts. It is gone. You cannot draw the two of hearts again. Yeah, so I'm just actively removing cards from the deck. So. Um, who's in this room with us? Is it just the two dwarves? Uh, it's three dwarves. Uh, it's two assistants, and then Gorance is watching your party. Um, can I walk up to the book and just kind of run my finger along the spine and just say, what's this? 
So, as you do so, the letters on the spine seem to glow faintly for just a moment after you touch them. Gorance kind of squints at you, and it is a rather dangerous book of infernal pacts and summoning power that most mortal beings should not be able to handle. Why do you have it? I keep many things stowed here for safekeeping. No one can enter this room without my permission. And he just kind of is looking at you. As you're having this conversation, the in the back of your head, there's a sense of desire and the voice, the kind of like crackly female voice, we must have this book. I'll say to him, can I, can I just, you know, look at it? It's really interesting. I do like to study. Um, I'm going to laugh out loud. Make a persuasion check at disadvantage. Does anyone in the party speak Infernal? Uh, no, actually. I don't think anyone in the party speaks Infernal. As you kind of ask to read the the wizard casts a spell on himself, not on anyone else. On uh, can we tell what spell it is? You can make an arcana check. He casts detect thoughts. He looks at you. And then he kind of gives you a little bit of a smile. You may read it for a moment. All right, yeah, I'll just open it and kind of flip through it. Are there any pictures? There are strange sigils writing all through it in Infernal. None of it really means anything to you, and it's not incredibly useful. The dwarf is just kind of looking at you with a little bit of a smile. I'm trying to think. My detect thoughts. Would it have just been me figuring out the spell that he was detecting? That would have been my surface thoughts. Uh, I mean, for a moment, it, he probably would have been able to read that you figured out what spell he was. But now that you're flipping through the book, he's probably reading in your head that you can say, "I don't know what this says." And that's what he's seeing right now. 
All right, yeah, I'm, I'm just more looking for pictures and kind of running my, my hands to the writing, yes. trying to remember some of He's it. He's chuckling to himself because your surface-level thoughts right now are, I can't read this book. Where are the pictures? Yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll kind of go through the whole book and then I'll, I'll put it back and be like, oh, that was really interesting writing. So when you went through it, there were pictures. Um not like drawings of anything, but there were symbols, uh, a few other things. The significance of them or their meaning is lost on you, unfortunately, because you just can't read any of the words in it. But there definitely were a few symbols inside of it. I'm going to see if I could try to just remember those, like just kind of look at them and then try to commit them to memory. Let me actually show you one. So one of the primary ones, I will say that in the back of your mind, not a surface level thought, uh, one of the symbols that you could, and I actually can't show you the one that I have, so I'm going to draw it in paint real quick, because the one I have explains what it is, and I don't want you to figure it out so fast. Okay. <laughs> uh, Can you take like a snippet of it to just like cut off the rest of it? Now I'll stride, I'll take me through. He just wanted to paint for a minute. So it is a strange look. Um, you can tell because you're probably smart enough to recognize that it is some kind of symbol associated with a ritual. Um, what the ritual does, why your symbiote cares about it at all, not really sure. Um, but they do. All right. They um, do want the book. Yeah, but I'm not gonna just put it in my pack while the guys watching me. Okay, like we have to ha we have to have some some bit of discretionary. This is me talking to my symbiote and like kind of under the surface, just be like, look, you have to be calm, and I'm gonna put the book back. You can kill him. Take it. Run from here. Nothing else matters. Yeah, I'm going to tell her she needs to calm down and we're not stealing from this guy. Do I need to roll a charisma check? No. Your patron is annoyed, but will allow this to happen. Yeah, stealing from the guy who's transporting us is probably not a good idea. And he just gave us a lot of really cool stuff. Um, so, can uh, I... Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. 
I was going to ask if I can look around the room and see, I mean, because he mentioned he likes to keep a lot of dangerous stuff. Um, is there any necromantic material? Um, I guess I'm trying to pick up on his vibe and his views of that. Uh, go ahead and give me an investigation. Um, as Asriel puts the book away, the wizard, still concentrating on the detect thought, is going to start kind of scanning the rest of you. Um, I don't need anyone to make wisdom saving throws, but he is definitely uh, kind of reading a little bit into the rest of you. So can well, I, I tell definitely... people if I see him, like, kind of looking around, can I be like, yo, <laughs> like, he has detect thoughts on, just so y'all know. He's reading your mind right now. Are you just saying that loudly? Cause he's yeah, I'm right just saying now. that out loud. I'm just like, hey, look, I know what you're doing, and I'm going to let everyone else know. Well, I can tell you exactly what he's getting from Romney right now. What's he getting from Romney? Childish laughter as he's, like, thinking about the cards. Just like, <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be great. Yes. It's gonna, it's gonna be bad. He enjoys that you enjoy his gift. Uh, when he gets to snow, he kind of chuckles and uh, moves on. Uh. From uh, Javid, he would get uh, curiosity looking at the shelves to see if there are uh, either arrows of different kinds of damages or something that would uh, be like a uh, handicraft book as uh, Javid's got the idea that maybe uh, just piercing damage would be insufficient depending on what we come across and maybe being able to do radiant damage or uh, force damage or something else with arrows would be a handy thing. So that's what he's looking for. All right, go ahead and give me an investigation check. So, Dimitari, as you're kind of searching the space, um, you don't see anything specifically that is, you know, very obviously necromancy. Uh, but... Um, you do come across in kind of one of the back shelves, still visible from where everyone else is as you're just kind of scanning the side of the room. Um, there is a large chest that is double padlocked. Um, what's in it, you're not really sure, but it is something that he definitely has locked away a little bit more carefully than everything else. In it. Um, Javid, you do notice that in... Uh, on one of the shelves, there is a quiver with some arrows. Um, but what they do, not really sure. Can I... Uh, I want to take the, um, the quiver and uh, approach one of the assistants and uh, ask about it. You know, what's, what's this? This... Uh, Fancy stuff. It's got to be something special if it's in the uh, in the vault. Just curious. 
uh, one of the assistants kind of looks at it and uh, I'm not sure a lot of stuff in here I don't know you know we don't come in here too often this is kind of his stuff and we just tidy it up all right the dwarf so if, if the if the um if the wizard is is uh you know through scanning and amusing himself with with uh prying into our thoughts i'll uh, i'll ask him about the quiver and uh you know uh, but to, to find out if uh, it would be possible to um, get or learn how to make weapons of different sorts of damages, uh, ammunition, I should say. That is arrows, uh, or I should say, uncompleted arrows of slang. I have not yet given them a target, and as such, they are still mundane. I take it from that that uh, they have to be prepared for a specific target? They do require crafting in such a manner that gives them their foe. Is it possible to learn this skill? Well, it could be. I certainly would not ask for more beyond what you have already given us, which is uh, treasure uh, enough. But uh, I'm sure you can understand that uh, adventurers in, in our position are likely to need to come across uh, or like, are likely to come across those who uh, do not respond to uh, even uh, basic magical uh, damage of the uh, typical sorts and having something especially a, a, a ammunition to uh, target them more specifically would be very helpful. I understand. Um, unfortunately, I cannot part with those arrows as they are meant for another master. And the skill required to craft them would take many weeks in order to impart upon you. And do, do you have the, like, you know, maybe some type of manual? Like, maybe he can study on the road? Sort of a guidebook of. Maybe uh, you can write out some instructions. You know, Javid is really smart. I give her a side eye. Uh, very well. I could set about crafting an instruction scroll for the. I'll mark it on the list of things that we are being asked to give you upon your return. 
Uh, if I remember correctly, one of the things you asked for was a stone of banishment. I believe it's called go away stone. That is what they call them. And he looks at one of the, the dwarves who man the door and they're just like... Um, before we like wrap up the conversation, I wanted to mind link with him basically um, to privately ask about the double padlocked chest. You know, just out of curiosity, if if that book is so dangerous and it's out in the open, what's hiding in there? Uh, make a persuasion check, and I will let you do it with advantage. Are we broke as a party? I mean, how much money do you guys? I don't know. I lost my I lost my character, so I have four gold pieces. So, I I currently damn Romney. How about you share some of that wealth? Oh, actually, we just got out of prison. Yeah, I would have zero gold pieces. So, yeah, as a party, say. we have two hundred gold pieces, eight hundred. 87 silver pieces and 78 copper pieces. Um, we that have, is pretty broke, yeah. Yeah, we have a couple mm -hmm. other. We do have jewelry. So we have um, eight gold rings that are worth 10 gold each, three gold necklaces worth 25 gold each, and 10 astronium coins. Um, we also have 10 garnets uh, and two diamonds that are worth 1,000 gold each. Those are important. We're not spending those. Um, and then, yep, that's it. That's all we have of value. Oh, wait, nope. Sorry. We also have an opal, a black opal, um, blue sapphire, fire opal, three star sapphires that are worth, uh, a thousand gold. So we actually have some gems. Let me add these up for you. Your boy needs some spell components is why I'm asking. I need about a thousand gold for spell components that I need. Couple of the like couple of these spells might actually be pretty important to future things. Um, so yeah, we, we actually have, um, so this says a million, it's 1.2 million gold. So that's like what, whatever that is in platinum pieces of, um, mostly in gems. So 1.2 million in gems. So two black opals, each worth a thousand gold pieces. Um, black, blue sapphire worth a thousand gold pieces. Um, so that's 3000 right there. Fire opal worth um, another thousand gold pieces, so that's four thousand right there, plus um, three star sapphires that are worth a um, thousand gold, so that's another three thousand, so that's seven thousand right there. Um, and then we have uh, a garnet that's worth a hundred gold, two um, jack black um, opals that are worth a thousand gold. 
three pearls that are worth a hundred gold, um, two diamonds worth a thousand gold, ten garnets worth a hundred gold, uh, and then various um, random gold pieces or gold necklaces and jewelry. So if you add it up all together, it comes to one point two. I guess you could take out the two diamonds, so that would put us at a million rough. Where do you write this down? So from your inventory, huh? I'm coming up like 990-something short. Million. Or a thousand. 990. No, 986,000 oh, short. Did I say million? I probably didn't mean million. That's like 10,000. 10, okay. Sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah, like... so you're off by several orders of magnitude. But I, yeah. I yes, you do have probably close to ten. Ten thousand. Yeah, I don't know why I said a million, but it's one point two. If you take out the two, then that would put you around, um, or excuse me, it's so twelve. One, if 1. you take 2 out the two, yeah, one point two k. Yeah, I know my calculator's weird. Twelve k. So if you take out the two, then that would put us around ten thousand, mostly in gems. Well, if, if all we had was gems, I probably would have talked to Strondig, like, the other night, and traded up. I mean, like the gems are easier to carry. Can we... Will shopkeeps take gems? Good question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, why don't we just shop in gems? Because we have various gems that are worth, like, 100 gold, some that are worth 1,000 gold, and then we just have some jewelry... That's oh. worth like 10 gold, 200 Ten. gold. And then we do have like roughly um, 200 gold pieces that we could just use if we need to like kind of divide it out. Can I get about a thousand gold worth of gems so I can go get spell components? Um, sure. I, I guess I could just give you a fire opal. That's worth a thousand gold. <laughs> All right. I'm going to mark this off. Sorry, I'm actually going to write out how much this is worth, so I don't have to keep doing the math every time. Uh, are you going to give me the diamonds, or are you going to hold them? Uh, you, you're the healer, so can you do Revivify? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you can have the diamonds. Just don't. I just spend need to put them. them in my sensor. Yeah. My healing diamonds are in my sensor with my incense, so they smell like hops. Okay, that that's. Does that help bring people back to life? Allegedly. It helps me do it. All right, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, I'm I'm not able to edit the party treasure. It's not letting me edit. Right, you should be able to now. Uh, so, Javi, 
I will just tell you now, um, as as the dwarf is kind of looking at the rest of your party, um, Gorin's kind of... The construction of magical arrows uh, requires proficiency with the uh, woodcarver's tools. Uh, and there are various types of magical arrow arrows that can be crafted. However, each of them requires some piece of magical essence that is included within them. Some are more or less difficult to grab. Specifically, arrows of slaying, such as this one, and he kind of uh, lifts it up. But it's this, you know, pretty well-crafted looking arrow. Um, black metal, like iron tip. These ones, in order to slay the beast that they are meant for, require a essence of the beast. So, if you wished to slay orcs, for instance, one would need to kill an orc and gather some piece of it ahead of time. Which makes it incredibly difficult to craft arrows of slaying for l less common beasts. Yeah, so in order to be able to kill something, you have to kill something. Indeed. That, um... Sounds a little less than useful if you're talking about, you know, if you want to kill a, a dragon, you've got to kill a dragon to be able to kill a dragon. Didn't Briar kill a bunch of dragons and there's a bunch of hunks of dragon laying around Torbar Deep? Couldn't we, could, couldn't you guys just use some of them chunks of dragon to like make them? Well, I, I use that as an example of a powerful foe. I don't know if. <laughs> We're going to come across a. I feel like we'll be seeing or... more dragons. Dragons are rare. I'm sure you will face no further ones. Yeah, what? okay. They're all over the place. I feel like we made a Not personal enemy of one. <laughs> Which one? Yeah, she might be a little butthurt. Warden, prison, out in the desert. <clears throat> the, the dwarf kind of. <coughs> I'm sorry, what? The prison we escaped yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit ago. You didn't know we pissed off the warden. <laughs> you didn't know dragon. that we were escapees. <laughs> yeah, to be we're, fair, we're, 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 that's an Astridian prison, so it, you know it's not. You know we're on the right side, right? We we were basically war criminals at that point. Uh yeah, and we weren't sent to prison for crimes. We were sent to prison for being the enemy. We didn't do the war crimes. We explained this to all the council members like yesterday. They're they're good with it. That's why they yesterday. I guess it was I, like a week ago. Now. I apologize. I'm still yeah. stuck on the part where you were informing me that uh, which the I'm just I'm so sorry. I'm. I have to think on this first. It's out in the desert. There's like a giant magical obelisk buried. The warden's a dragon that shapeshifts into some like elf lady. You made personal enemies of Emira, the ancient or adult, I should say, not quite ancient yet. An adult blue dragon from the desert. 
Yeah, she's a terrible person. Yeah, she's pretty awful. Yeah, she may yes. have and actually punched her in the face. Escaped with our lives. I have heard of her. Yes, deceit and trickery. So yeah. Anyway, if you can find oh, and, any and also of those... sacrificing, uh, what's his face? That's all, all I was saying was like dragging, dragging, killing arrows might be the move here. You escaped from one dragon, a legendary one at that, and you wish to fight more dragons. I'd like to kill yeah. her specifically. But other dragons dead is also a good thing. Also, yeah, there's could, more prisoners there. Not run there. into that one again, that'd be fine with me. But we do want to uh, kill uh, Soul Forger, so that's kind of top of the list, actually. A little bit of a morbid thought, I know. But what if we find Onox's body? Could he use bits of his body to like make Leonin killing arrows to like kill Soul Forger? You think, you think, would Onyx be okay with something like that? I'm looking at them He would 100% be okay yeah. with that. That's like, <laughs> yeah, if he will, would. use my body what, to kill like to get actor. revenge on his killer? I uh, think. Absolutely. Onyx oh, yeah. would, I mean, he died trying to kill that dude. He would be dead trying to kill that dude, so. But maybe like a lock of hair or something so that we can still get him back. Does it still count if like you, because it's like if you take the dead thing, and then you resurrect after, it still applies, right? I know we're kind of getting in the in this nitty gritty of stuff, but this is the guy I want you to resurrect. So I just felt like it would be helpful to know. Well, I personally cannot resurrect him, but I do know some folks who can. Um, but in some cases, depending on exactly what it is you're trying to craft, uh, is acceptable to use older pieces of the creature. They needed to be fresh. It needs okay. to be like essence, right? Essential bits, like not Correct. just a toenail, but uh, probably the well, it depends on the lungs, lungs or liver or something. Shoot, what would be essential on someone like Onox? A Hail? tooth, probably. A tooth, okay. Or his claws, you know. Alright. Alright. Um, as you're conversation, I need Azrael to make a wisdom saving throw. Mm -hmm. Do I feel like that, that maids is doing something to me? You feel his focus peer deeper at you as he attempts to enter your mind, expose your deeper thought. But it does not work. He's not quite powerful enough. I'm, I'm going to walk straight up to him and say, that is very impolite. And you hide many secrets from your friends. Uh, with that, I think I shall bid you adieu. Wait, 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 wait. We didn't find out whether or not he was oh, going to yes. let me know about the chance. Right, right, right. Uh, 17. 
Unfortunately, I cannot elaborate further on what is kept in the chest. And he's speaking to you only uh, psychically, so you're the only one who can hear this. Uh, maybe if you return another time, I can elaborate on what is within there. But let us leave it at it being quite powerful and dangerous. Okay, I mean, no surprise there, but yeah. Sure, we can. I'll, I will not forget. We'll touch base again. Alright, so the other two dwarves began leading you out. We, uh, followed them out after doing, uh, you know, proper obeisance against the, uh, the wizard, you know, bowing and touching the foreheads and all that. Return you, when you are been, ready to travel. been great. He just gives you a bow. And uh, once we get outside, uh, I'll suggest uh, we uh, stock up on traveling uh, gear and, uh, you know, maybe uh, try to get like. Uh, bag of holding or a pocket dimension or something to carry well, stuff did... uh i asked that wizard while we were in there if he had a bag of holding did he give me one i think that was the last session uh i don't think he did yeah so i mean he's a pretty don't you guys have like a steward's, and... steward's hardy haversack or whatever it is we do. No, yeah. it got stolen. Right? All, all, the, all the goodies got taken from us. Well, we, yeah, got it, we got it back, right? Except for the super oh, magical stuff. I thought the haversack was thought... part of the stuff we got back. Oh, I, I thought that uh, all the magic stuff got... Uh... Not all of the magic stuff. Just the things they didn't think were good. Which is like most of our shit, actually. My drift globe and things like that. Yeah, the crap... Cracked Drift Globe came back, the Hilt of the Great Sword. Dawn came back, yeah. I do also have a bag of holding from the dragon. Yeah, your party does have magical holding devices. Okay. I do have some mundane shopping that's like not complicated. I need two hundred dollar or two hundred gold worth of ivory and I need eight hundred gold worth of incense. Like ritual incense. All right, go ahead and give me a... Uh, persuasion check. Yeah. That's perception. That's the wrong P. Boof. Natural 20 for a 19. I will say you're pretty much able to get the ivory and incense without trouble. Uh, there are shops all over Torvir Deep that sell mundane things. Yeah, um, I don't need like 
smell good incense or anything like that. I'm looking for like bottom of the barrel, just ritual incense. Yeah, you're able to get that. What is that for? Spell components. Let's... Uh, one specifically is legend lore. I forget the other one I was looking at that needed incense. All right. Is there anything else you guys would like to do? You guys have a little bit of downtime. Uh, Javid, you want to go smoke some drugs? Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> I was just looking at uh, that. And uh, did the Alori root come back? Or uh... Yeah, you probably would have been able to keep that. They right. really, really were only looking for magic items. Um, they did not care about pretty much anything else. They're not drug users like the rest of you. No. Like some of the rest of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would like to uh, try to uh, scry on our uh, target. Our target is Soulforger, yes? Yep. And so we want to uh, spend a little time Brew some tea, see if we can peep upon him. All right, are you going back to the uh, the manse, Golden Rock manse, to peep? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Wanna... It's still uh, nighttime, uh, and, you it... know, we're kind of like in some bolts. I'm going to vanish and turn into a bat, and then okay. attack Asriel's head. All right. As you're walking through the city streets, suddenly, Asriel, there's a bat fluttering in your hair. Uh, I'm, I'm just going like, to squish that thing. I know it's snow, but I'm still going to squish it. <laughs> yes, what an interesting coincidence that snow got a magic item that turns him into a bat, and suddenly there's a bat attacking Asriel. <laughs> Alright. As the bat is like swarming her hair, she just like reaches up and just whack swats it out of the air as it's like scrabbling around in her hair, kind of mussing it up. Uh and I'm pretty sure bats have like one and not a lot of I'm gonna hit it until it's not a bat anymore. I'm pretty sure it'll be acrobatic it arrow aerobatic. Uh unfortunately. Arrow. Bat ticks. Yeah. You could say you're dodging, but even if you're dodging, she rolled a 23 and 21 for 12 damage. I, I rolled a 31 it. acrobatics. Oh, a 29 and a 23. I also feel like it being your first time flying, you're probably not going to be the most graceful bat out there. And you rolled I'm your acrobatics, not the bat's acrobatics. Oh, like, true. don't you normally take on the physical? like aspects of oh. the bat luckily for us the game already has rules in place for this which is armor class and she beats the bats 12 Damn it. which 
She just like swats the bat. Uh, Snow, you take 11 points of damage because one point was for the bat. And you're just like on your back on the ground looking up at it. I'm just going to I'm just going to lean down to him and say, "Was that fun?" <laughs> yes. And then I'll just keep walking. Alright. Snow pops up and wanders off. Um, so I'm going to kind of say that this is a little bit of freeform downtime for you guys. You guys have the next, you know, 24, 36 hours to do whatever you guys would like. So Romney's going shopping. Uh, is going back to the manse. Uh, Javid, when you arrive, and whoever else is there with you, because uh, it is nighttime and you guys probably want to go rest for the most part. As you do, uh, Mr. Torman is kind of waiting in the hall for you and kind of perks up at your entry. A couple of the other staff are waiting there as well. Uh, welcome back. It has been some time. I, You did not tell me if you were leaving, and I did not know if you were, but everything is as it should be. Your rooms are made. Uh, we can drop hot baths for you. Food is ready if you would like. A yes. Uh, sorry about that. We did not know we were going to be gone. Thought it was just a quick uh, visit and uh, turned out we uh, were drawn away for uh, considerably longer than we intended. Our apologies. Additionally, uh, yeah, you guys look like beat up and dirty and exhausted. Big bags under your arms, Mr. Torman. Right. Uh, yeah, half health. Yeah. Additionally, I should inform you uh, that word has been spread that you wished to have some kind of public meeting with the members of the city. Uh, there are many folks who are interested. Uh, if you wish, I could inform folks that tomorrow you wish to hold a, a public meeting on the front steps and anyone who wishes to come may come. Oh, that sounds amazing. Thank you. Can you, do you maybe have a list? Like, can they give you like in advance of like what they're, what they want to talk about? So that way we can be prepared. I, unfortunately, I attempted to do so. I have a few of the gripes and complaints that were written. However, your unexpected departure and your unknown return made it difficult for me to get a precise list of who may be coming. And with the sudden change of plans, and I will have to put things out in the morning and we'll say an early afternoon time. Does that sound all right for everyone? Then uh, I hope we can get a proper turnout for this um, uh, outreach or whatever it is you wish to, to do. Um, but I did have some of the things. I didn't quite write them down. But I know some of the folk were concerned about uh, when the uh, city engineers were going to get to constructing their house. Uh, there's a little bit of a food shortage on some of the levels. Uh, one or two people have apparently been um, kicked out of their homes and, and are uh, wishing for better accommodation, that sort of thing. Uh, those were most of the complaints that I heard. Is there anything I can help you with 
currently as it, it is close to midnight. No, you should get your rest. Excellent. Well, uh, good to, to see you return safe-ish and sound. Alright, you be ready to do sound some drugs? -ish. Yeah, I've, I've uh, lost track of the notes on uh, the Allure. Uh, oh, it is in the home brewer. All right. So we pulled out. Hello, You make a wisdom check. So you can add your proficiency bonus to the to that wisdom check. go down to the kitchen, put a kettle on, spend some time uh, focusing my mind, sort of opening it up to the, uh, the possibilities afforded right. by... When you arrive in the kitchen, uh, you note that they have a very fancy tea kettle and brewing supplies, and as such, I will allow you to do so... Actually, you have proficiency. Do you have proficiency with herbalism kits? I don't think so. Um, but I'll let you do it with advantage because no, you're I'm, using a very fancy tea kettle. I, I'm proficient in the lore route. Okay. All right. Well, go ahead. And make your wisdom check with advantage. Your lore route check. See if you can do better than a 25. Although I don't know if that matters. Woof. Well, there you go. You rolled a nat 20 for a 20. However, the 25 was sufficient enough. Uh, you have brewed an immaculate tea, and in fact have two doses of it, an advantage on both of the checks. So, if you wish to make four checks, you can. And it is a constant, or no, it is a concept to scry. So you have advantage on both of those checks as well. D&D Beyond is not giving me a choice on... Uh, whether to roll with advantage, I probably need to look at its settings somewhere. Um, if you left shift, that changes it to advantage for me. 
Alright, so you got a 19 on the first check, so that is your scrying. On whom do you focus your energy? I turn my mind's eye toward Soul Forger. Want to see what the uh, nasty old Leonin is up to. Alright, hold on. Let me pull up the crying. He needs to make a save. So he has a minus five on his save. What's your save DC? Or your spell casting. It's probably oh, 16 spell or casting. 17. Um I don't yeah, care. 16. He failed. He, he really bit that one. Uh, Alright. Yeah, it turns out a minus five to a whiz save on a thing that he wasn't even that good at to me. Kind of makes it hard. Okay. Hold on, your DM is buffering. Your mind's eye open, and you find at the bottom of a series of steps descending out of the darkness, well-crafted, made of what looks like sandstone. Around you, off the edge of this platform, there is darkness, a number of pillars rising out of it, arriving high up into the ceiling above to further darkness. About ten or so feet in front of you, standing at the edge of this platform, is Commander Soulforger. You're staring at his back. He's just walked forward a few steps and stands looking down into the dark. He kind of looks down, drops to one knee into a kneel, and suddenly there is this great flash of orange light in front of you. This wall of flame erupts. You can almost feel the heat coming off. The wall of flame kind of flutters pleasantly for a moment before it seems to shudder and shake with a voice. What further do you have to report? It is deep and menacing. You have never heard it before. Commander Soulforger 
his head down, not looking up at the wall of flame. I'm afraid, my lord, that there has been a disruption at Lord Amira's prison. A number of the prisoners who were captured from Torvir Deep, as well as many others, escaped or were slain. The wall is flutters, but is still for a moment and silent. Then the voice, I knew that prison was a terrible idea. It would never work. I will have to collect the shards myself. Their magic cannot be allowed to exist latently. The other dragons would collect it before turning it over to me. My plans are almost complete. Not much more is required for the next step. Your minions must complete their work in Thalassa, or it will set us back a considerable amount. What have they left to accomplish there before they return? Commander Soulforger kind of looks up at the wall of flame. And now you can see it kind of form into this face. It's humanoid. It almost has this, like, kind of heavy black beard forming in the negative space of the flame. These bright yellow eyes kind of looking down, judging Commander Soulforge. You can tell he is cowed by an immense presence. Tribune... My men report that they have located the correct vault and that they are moving into position to raid it soon. The items within will accelerate your plans immensely. We have discovered that there are many more such items within this particular vault than we were expecting. The disarray in the Thalassan court has prevented them from detecting our plans. The face, the Tribune, kind of looks down at him. His eyes widen a little bit into a more pleasant visage. Very well. Your work has been acceptable. And the face kind of disappears back into the wall of flame. And then it sputters out, leaving Soulforger standing in this kind of pale blue dark, illuminated by a few lanterns up the steps. And then he begins to walk away. You can tell, as you kind of look at him, this, like, bead of sweat kind of drips down his face. And he disappears up the steps. Wow. That was something. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, take a minute to uh, recover from that. And um, let's see. Not everyone has, has returned to um, our halls, have they? Uh, uh, I, I would say 
with maybe with the exception of snow, pretty much everyone else has probably come back. Well, there's one other thing I wanted to do after done shopping. So I will say that you haven't quite shopped yet, but it's like the first night, you know, you guys were still resting and relaxing and you wanted to go back to, um, you know, get a good night's sleep before you go shopping. Like shopping is tomorrow, but this is still that first night. We're, you know, we got a little, got a little ahead of ourselves, but you'll be able to do the shopping tomorrow. So if you think that Romney would have gone back to sleep, then you're probably there. All right, so I'll I'll um, uh, wait till everyone can uh, assemble in the morning over breakfast and and uh, report. You have to another. You have another dosage of tea. You can scry again, just so you know. Oh, that's right. That's right. And you have an advantage on this one as well. Um. I don't think who would be valuable for us to um, to learn from, to scry upon. About the dragon. It might be um, worthwhile to see what um, Lord Amira is up to. Especially as uh, this uh, entity is um, not happy about the, the prison escape. We'll uh, see what what's going on with the warden of the prison. So I will... will uh, try to shift my focus, take another sip of tea and clear my mind and, and then um, uh, direct my focus toward Lord Amira. All right, go ahead and give me another con save with advantage. Well, there you go. Another successful scribe. Wow, an even worse roll. All right. Lord Amira, as a dragon, 
is flying through these great black thunderous clouds. There is a look on her face of concern. Her kind of reptilian lips are turned upwards, this deep scowl. She descends out of the clouds with this clap of lightning and thunder, striking the tip of a mountain underneath her some distance away. She kind of glides down a ways. You're like, as Javid, it's kind of like almost terrifying as you are floating along behind her through the wind and the rain. In front of you, you can see a massive red volcano. Geyser of lava spewing forth gouts of black smoke forming this great cloud around you. She kind of circles it a ways, landing roughly halfway up the mountain face. And in front of her, as her, she kind of tucks her wings in, takes a couple steps, and then her body just like shrivels down over the course of just a step or two. And it is the rather meek looking wizard that you had seen previously. She kind of hikes up her little robes a little bit higher around her ankles and begins stepping over rocks towards a door. It is a very large door. Large enough that a dragon could have passed through it. <clears throat> she walks down a black volcanic rock passageway towards the blistering heat in front of her. Out onto this massive stone platform and along its edge, very small relative to this gargantuan room, she begins to descend curving steps that trace around the exterior towards the bottom. There is these, like, blasts of lava that fly up past her, and she kind of looks up at them and has to duck a little bit as there's these, like, sprays that coat the wall and drip down. She gets to the bottom. There is another large platform. Huge pool of magma in front of you. And as she approaches it, on the other side you can see almost a waterfall of lava descending down, creating this massive, impenetrable wall of it. Hundreds of feet wide and many higher. She approaches it and kneels. My Lord Tribune. And rising up out of the lava in front of her is a fire giant. He is large for his size, burly, clad in this like black iron suit of plate. The face is very familiar to you. It is the one you had seen that Commander Soulforger was talking about. He kind of stands looking down at her. He's this massive, imposing figure. His face, this great, upset scowl, pure egg. Beside him, kind of like, you realize, kind of almost lounging in the flame, they begin to kind of stand out, are two other fire giants, women this time, clad similarly in plate armor. And they look 
down at this pitiful little wizard in front of him. Lord Amira kind of looks up at the fire giant. I understand that I failed you. My work was meant to complete soon. I could have given you a great boon. The fire giant. You'll have to work much harder next time. Consider this your final failure and your final warning. I will accept no less than absolute success in the future. And at this point, your scrying ends. You see no more. You have watched Lord Amira for the ten minutes. She is gone. But you can still see the face of the Tribune in your eye as you return to your room. Well, that is a very powerful uh, set of, of uh, visions. And I imagine that I'm uh, emotionally and physically exhausted at the end of it. Certainly. Probably got the munchies. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll look for a roast chicken in the kitchen as, as I'm headed for, the, uh, for my chamber. All right, so what are the rest of you guys doing in the evening when you return to the manse? Um, if you're just going to bed, that's, you know, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I, my, I'm, my strength is, like, real non-existent, so I want to get that back. Okay. Who knows? You might not. I'm just, wanna... I'm just kidding. It comes back after a long rest. So I'm sure this, this manse has, like, ample beverage. So... I'm just going to grab, like, a pony keg and take it to the library. They definitely have lots of kegs. Uh, what is Snow doing? I don't need to go out with Romney shopping. Oh, okay. this is before shopping. Oh. Right? You're just chilling in my library. The two of you are just drinking and chilling in the library. Yeah. Hell yeah. I want to I want to reminisce with Snow to try to figure out who Onox was as a person. Like everybody talks about him, but everybody just kind of looks at me. Snow's been pretty much the only one that's like buddied up with me so far, other than Briar, who's been just nice to everyone. <laughs> I want you to know I will always hate you. That's the Azrael we know and love. Yeah. Drinking, telling stories. I talk about my time with the dwarves, how I learned to actually make beer and stuff. Yep. Onyx was a good friend. And yeah, we went through a lot. And Soul Forger killed him. Uh to be honest, he, you know, wasn't the most uh, tactful in his decision up there at the end, but uh, always followed his heart, and uh, yeah, he was a good friend. I'm eventually just going to drink so much I pass out in the library with snow. 
I don't have enough spell slots to keep up my normal routine, so I actually get obliterated this time. <laughs> All right. I see that he falls over and like starts drooling on a book, so I just put my foot in him and just like push him out of the chair. <laughs> yeah, you guys were able to find a keg of some fairly strong dwarvish ale that they just have kegs of. There's a um, a keg cellar in this building. That is just full. Hell yeah. Not for much longer. Well, provided you you give enough wealth to the house, Mr. Tormund will keep it nice and full. Also, is there a map of the city? I want to know where the religious sector is, basically. Uh, most... You would probably know that most, like, official temples are on the top level. There's all kinds of little buildings across there. That's where there's uh, government buildings, military offices, guildmasters forum and the temple to Moradin, as well as a few other smaller temples. Yeah, would I, would I know if there's a temple to my god here? I know it's a halfling god, and it's kind of a stretch, but... Uh, there might be one... Which god? Yondala. It's got who created halflings. I don't know what the halfling population is in Torvar Deep. Pretty low. There probably would not be a specific temple to Yandala. Okay. But let me check. Yeah. No. Halflings probably make up, you know, there might be a few hundred total in the whole city. So, not that many. Uh, there are a lot of halflings who live outside of Torvir Deep, uh, but not many in the city itself. Okay. Yeah. Pass out. So, Get ready for shopping. Shopping episode. If you head southeast of Torvir Deep. You get to the Badgerwode Hills, and that's like Halfling Central. Okay. Wow. Is there anything else anyone else would like to do? Or we will go ahead and skip to breakfast. And I think right here we will take a little break. Um, probably five, ten minutes. And when we we will be at breakfast. Sounds I'm good. just gonna note that I'm gonna be switching like preparations of spells and whatnot before I long rest. But okay, that's perfect. all I'm doing. Nice. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of spell shifting that needs to happen. <laughs> Makes sense. Do we click the button? What button? Long rest button? Yes, go ahead and click the long rest. And we're on a break. I'll see you guys.
that's right, and I send him pictures. So, it is the morning after. After your arrest, everything's back. Your strength is returned. Uh, the supernatural draining, the psychic damage you withstand, all of it is gone. So, as you all sit down for breakfast, they're serving roast duck and some other vegetables fried in the fruit. dwarven style. Can we have fruit? Some fruit as well. They have uh, tomatoes. That's a fruit. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, raspberries and bananas and stuff. Bananas. Really? Yes. What a tropical climate for bananas. They're, I mean, you're living in a wealthy house. They import stuff from down south. So, as Mr. Torman is serving you breakfast, what are you guys talking about? Depends, Javid. Are you bringing up your out of character? Are you bringing up your your scrying sesh, or are we gonna all just pretend like this didn't happen? Oh no, I'm definitely definitely relating what I learned, what I saw, because <clears throat> uh, it is going around and around in my head. Made a great impression, and I need to offload that. Share the. The wacky vision that I had. Did you draw a picture Visions. of the fire dryad? I'll, uh, I'll have a go at, at um, trying to draw the the visage I saw in the flames and then the live fire giant I saw over the uh, looming over Lord Amiro. Do you look, like, tired and hungover and stuff? A sort of um, haunted look to my face. I'll look at you and be like, yeah, it's been one of them nights. And I'm going to go get him some coffee. Big glass of water and then also coffee. I'll hit him with some enhanced ability give him advantage on his drawing skills. Alright. Sure. Javid, go ahead I and... I like to do guidance, too. I have that thing. You want some guidance? The the staff bring you some um, paper and, and uh, charcoal to draw with. Alright. I'll say it would be a performance check, and you can use your dexterity. Go ahead and roll it.
If you're not proficient in performance, then it would just be a flat dexterity check with uh, advantage and a d4. Don't forget your D4. I rolled it in uh, D&D Beyond and didn't transfer. It's a 1. Okay. So you had a 13. Um, you draw his face. He's a stern-looking man. Uh, humanoid. However, with Javid's description of him as a fire giant... Um, you can kind of see, like, in his beard, in his hair, it's it, the way the hair kind of grows out of his face. It's It almost looks as though it kind of curls as though flame. Um, but the drawing's not perfect. Um, it is just a stern-looking humanoid male. The common so knowledge sounds, that. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say uh, that um, we definitely need to get to Thalassa and try to prevent Soul Forger's minions from getting into the vault. Maybe we try to get there first. Well, are we sure that that's the work that was going on in Tharathra? Because. You, you know, there could be something else that Soulforger's minions are doing in Therathra because they already have the portal bag, and that's not in Therathra. No. Uh, the, um, the Tribune said that they, that Soulforger's minions needed to finish the work in Thalassa um, and that they're going to to raid it. We need to prevent that raid to prevent Soulforger from passing along whatever he gets there to the Tribune. Are they in Therathra or are they preparing to raid Therathra? The vault is in Th the last no, 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 the minions. We're talking about the minions. I don't know where the minions are, but if they're going to raid a vault in Thalassa, then they Wait, probably need to Wait, do we know it's there. a vault, though? They didn't say they were raiding the vault. Yeah, he said they're, they're raiding a vault. He said minions complete the work in Therathra. Okay, I mean, if you... No. So far, said we have located the vault and are ready to raid it. Okay. The vault and are ready to raid it. Okay, but is that the same vault the portal's in, or is that a separate thing? So I don't know anything about that. We know for All a I fact... know is, is that they want something that's in a vault. We and we know we do them... know that there is a portal in a vault. But we don't know if those are the same things. Wait, um, maybe Mr. Prince would know? Could 
Rom Romney, could you possibly ask if, if he knows anything about this? Because, I mean, out of all the people that we've dealt with, he probably is the most knowledgeable, right? And most trusted. Uh, I mean, I think I can. What, what about the mages? We could ask them if they know anything about what Soulforger would want in a vault. Yeah, I mean, I, I would trust the wizard enough to divulge this sort of information. At this point, it seems like everything is so vague. Which, granted, I mean... So, Soulforger did, or not Soulforger, the, the person he was talking to, did say that he wants to, or he will collect the shards himself because the other dragons won't give them. Could the shards be in a vault? Well, didn't we learn that the giant monolith was a shard, or did we call that something else? Well, so the shards, are, that's a shard, like the thing that Azriel absorbed, that's a shard, I think. Hmm. Because it was uh, like... No, you would know that the big things are the shards. Oh, okay. oh the big, so the big monolith. Those are the shards, not the little part parts of them. Okay. Okay. Um, and I mean, <laughs> if you want my opinion, it, it almost seems like we should utilize the favor from the wizard and try to address this situation, because that's a bigger picture than. Stormbringer right now. Like, that's more important. There's lives at stake and who knows how many others if their plans are followed through with. Do you mean rather than go to Therasis, go where? I'm... <sighs> no, I, I think um, it's the right on, on the last that we're best prepared to try to thwart and doing that stops Bullforger, which stops the Tribune and the Fire Giant. Okay. But, okay, so just kind of some of what we know. So we know that in Therathra there is a portal in a vault, and that portal goes to Mr. Prince's library. We also know that Soulforger's minions have located and are ready to raid a vault in Therathra. We don't know what's in that vault. It could be the same vault, it could be a different vault. And then, in addition, we know that this fire giant wants to collect all the tribunes himself, or herself, I wasn't quite sure. Um, we know that there's one in the prison, but we don't know how many or where the other tribute or the other um, shards are. I think my bigger concern is we know that not only is Stormbringer working for this guy, but, um, and I, oh, I always forget her name because it's on my notebook, but um, the Elder Dragon. And to me, it's like if we address one piece of the puzzle, does is that necessarily going to make their entire plan fall apart or I think it's just gonna annoy them right so 
I don't know, I'm just, I'm concerned about taking down Stormbringer and then we have that Elder Dragon. And who knows how many other people are involved in this that might still be capable of finishing out the plan that that fire giant wants us or wants to have happen. Well, but think think about what who we are and what we're capable of. Um, you know, locating shards about which we know nothing, and stopping fire giants about which we know nothing and a vast scheme, I think our little band of slippery knots uh, should put our efforts where they can best be applied to screw up the plans. And if, if we can, uh, you know, stick a uh, wrench in their works, in Thalassa, that's where we should do it. Then I guess to counter that, if we know that we're incapable of taking down, because I mean, once they know about us, it's going to be a lot harder to take down the entire organization. So maybe we talk to people who have more power, like the wizard or the council members, fill them in, and then um, maybe the sloppy knots won't be the only, it won't be just us, it'll be a bigger group that's able to take them down. And they might have oh, more yeah, information. Absolutely, we should uh, brief the the wizards and and the um, <clears throat> the council here in uh, in Torvir Deep. Uh, I'm not at all suggesting we go harrying off um, without letting uh, the rest of society know what we're up to. Probably also ought to tell Mr. Prince, yeah, through sending. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. He might know more and, about the shards, you know, like where they are. Because the vaults. Well, we know one's in a vault. We know one's in a prison. He might be able to put together whether it's one vault or two that we're looking at in the last. Yeah, because that, that that's important. We should ask him if his portals in a vault with a shard or something or you know if there's something else in that vault snow knows where some of the other shards are do uh, you do pretty sure he had the conversation with the strange dragon in the statue and the dragon told him where some of the shards were i'm pretty sure Sure. Pretty sure he didn't. I don't know. That's what it says in my note. Just roll with it, man. Yeah, totally. Snow totally yeah, had Yeah, I totally that. know where those are. Now, Chris may have forgotten, but Snow definitely knows. Snow is much smarter than Chris. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, as far as you guys know, on this plane of existence, uh, there are uh, three other shards. One of them is Karnath, one of them is in Masinza, and one of them is in Sigio. Uh, two of those names are unfamiliar to you guys. However, Karnath, 
you would realize is the antiquated pre-calamity name for a Karanath. Would I have um, gotten word of a shard at all being nearby that city? You've never heard of these things before. Okay, so that, is that why I had a Karanath written in my notes? I don't know. It's another big city. Okay. Okay, so the we need a, a game plan. What? Yeah, it's on the, the map. The, I'm gonna go look. It's um between Tidesgate. Like, if you look at the kind of big kind of sea thing, there's like the aisle... Right, and it's like just left of the aisle in the mountains. Okay, we need a so we need a game plan, right? So I think like what step one, we talk to Mr. Prince about everything. Step two, we talk to the council. Step three, we talk to the mages. Um, and then based off that information, we kind of figure out what what we're gonna do. Is there anyone else we should talk to? No, that, that sounds like everybody we need to either brief and or query about. We also are committed to talking to townsfolk. Yes. Oh, no, no. We're going to do that, too. That That's definitely on the agenda. That's just downtime. You know what I think we should do is talk to the mages before the council members. I trust them more, and I feel like they'd be more willing to give up information. I, I don't know. I, I feel like the council members are way more trustworthy than those, you know, lily mages. I don't know about uh, trustworthiness, but as a matter of uh, protocol, we need to brief the council, let Torvir Deep as a community know what we've learned what was I looking for on the map again a Karanathus a Karanath a Karanath sorry I'm terrible at pronunciation A-C-E-R right A-C-H-E-R-O-N-A-T-A uh, -E oh, I was way off it is above the Mayheim Peak. It's a little city east of Austrinium. So, um, Romney, can you um, give... Um... Mr. Prince, a little ringy dingy, and and uh, let him know what we've learned, and see what, see what we can find out about um, shards and Thalassa. All right. So, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. All right, I'm not the smartest one here. So, what exactly are we trying to tell, Mr. Prince? I only have 25 words. To, to tell him what. So we can tell him that we know Soulforger minions 
plan to raid a vault in Therathras. Uh, is that the, the same vault? Therathra. Is that nope, the same the vault as his vault? Um, there's a fire giant trying to collect shards. Does he um, know where those are? Agree? Disagree? Um, I feel like we should fit in somewhere that the fire giant is in charge of um, Soul Forger and Elder Dragon. Fire Giant, um, boss of Soul Forger and Dragon. Or just Fire Giant boss. Yeah. You don't have to sound intelligent. Just get the words in there. Mm hmm. <laughs> Right, I'm trying to write this down so I can actually have this. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast sending to Mr. Prince. <coughs> All right. It's your boy Romney. No. Do not waste those words. He knows it's you. Are you serious? Too late. Be gone. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Soul Forger sent minions to raid vaults in Thalassa, is that you? So it should be 15. Um, Fire Giant is also in charge of everyone, including dragons. Said something about shards? Help? <laughs> That's 25. Alright, go ahead and roll me a d20. Shit. Can we hear him? Or is like we could just hear him saying these words out loud? Yeah, and sure. You can hear bombing. him saying it. Yeah. I don't. I don't technically have to say them out loud. He does I not. Do. But I do. But it's, I don't technically have to. It's funnier if he does. I love the the collective grub. It's your boy Romney. No. <laughs> Everyone's like that was four words. Oh my god, that's terrible. Well, luckily. The only roll that makes it not work is a one, so. <laughs> that was close. Way to stick with your character. Mr. Prince responds with, uh, The vault is not mine. Why would a dragon work for a giant? I know not of these shards. I'm sorry I'm not in a position to help you right now. And that is it. So I'll send back. Is everything okay? How much time do we have? That's it. That's the whole spell. Uh, and he says, you have a little bit of time left, but not much. Please hurry. Um, at that, I'm just going to look at everybody and say, he has no idea why dragons are working for a fire giant. I need to go shopping. I will see y'all later. And then I'm just going to turn around and leave. 
I told you, Romney is useless. He's not at all useless. He's quite capable and powerful in his own little halfling way. Um, but um, he needs help. Yeah, why? Why? Uh, why should he be any different in his prickly self than uh, any of the rest of us? I mean, Sane, I think Ezra, the rest let's, of us are a bit more capable. Stones. He just wastes words on a spell and then walks out. He knows we need to talk to people. Star, are you going shopping with him? Yep. Um, and we have everything we need for uh, traveling, uh, rations and what have you, in case going into the vault entails... I don't know. Other things. We should pick up some more arrows. I think, I do... Doesn't Romney make food? Yeah. Makes tofu. Right, food. but he doesn't make bed rolls and pitons and. I mean, my bed, my my tent is fine. And did something happen to your bed roll? I don't know what all kinds of things we've used up and what we've got, so that's your why bed, I'm asking. Your bedroll is is a, a limited time use bedroll. Only if you treat it badly and do unmentionable things in it. <laughs> Drugs. So I'm I'm guessing we're <laughs> stocked up on all the caltrops we need, and pitons and all of that. <laughs> I do have to run by and pick up um, a friendship necklace if that's ready. Uh, from whom? I forget who I ordered it from. Wasn't those dwarfs the ones on like the fifth level or something? Yeah. Oh wait, but they left, didn't they? So I think I had to order it from somewhere else. Well, the original friendship necklaces were made by. Um, the tiefling and the procurers entropy the tiefling and the procurers however they're gone they don't they're not here anymore so I guess you could have asked for one I definitely the mages? Did. did we ask the mages to make one no I think this was before them um I'm so, I like I dug around. I tried to find my book and I can't find it. So I, it's in a box somewhere. But I'm pretty sure I had asked for one. Um, and because I I remember drawing what it looks like, and I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't have asked. Um, I'll say you were able to pick one out from the door. It'll cost you extra for them to enchant it, but. Because the people who do most of the enchanting are gone. I'm fairly certain... Uh, you know what? Okay, sure. I couldn't remember if I paid for it. But yeah, how much? 100 gold. Okay. This feels like deja vu, but I guess I'd rather be honest. I don't think you bought the one for Romney. 
Um, I think we had briefly mentioned it, but you had not actually gone and done anything with it because the brokers are gone. So you would have had to get it enchanted elsewhere, but I'll say the dwarves are... They are a uh, reputable and industrious folk who are capable of getting things enchanted on their own if they really, really, really want to. Anything for the heroes of Torvir Deep. Okay. All right, well, I took that from my inventory, and um, whenever... I um, mean, you know, I'll go back to the manor with everyone else, wait for the questionnaire until everyone gets back from shopping. Um, so I'm thinking I might want to go find, I'm guessing my best bet might be a priest or a cleric. And, um, so I'm going to draw the symbol that I had seen in the book. And then I want to find probably a cleric and see if they know what that symbol is. All right. Uh, what kind of cleric? Because there's just a big old temple to Moradin on the top level. That would probably be my first bet is just to go to... The, the temple in Morden. I mean, I don't know much about religion, but I know if we're talking infernal stuff, somebody of religion is probably going to be the best bet. And being the temple of Morden in a dwarvish uh, community, there are going to be a lot of clerics there, probably a bunch studying various things. Yeah, so maybe one of them knows something about infernal power. All right. So, you arrive at the Temple of Moradin on the first level. It is fairly bustling. You can see all manner of priests, clerics, other folk clad in fine garments. Uh, on the steps leading up to it, there is a heavy-set elderly dwarf who is giving a sermon on the strength of the city. As the hammer strikes the anvil, the metal grows stronger, and the city is stronger for it. And he's got, you know, a bunch of dwarves underneath him who are giving a, a rousing uh, huzzah as he discusses how the city has has weathered this difficulty and will last into the eon. Um, through the strength of doing that, can I kind of go stand behind him a little bit, like within view, but like a little bit behind and start doing martial arts? Okay. Go ahead and give me a performance check. Uh, no. You quietly, uh, you kind of like stand behind him and you start looking like you're about to do some martial arts. You give like a little practice kick and like a, uh, pump your arms a little bit. And then suddenly there's like a couple of like acolyte dwarves who are between you and the one giving the sermon they're like uh, excuse us excuse us and they kind of like shoo you out of the way and are like pushing you off you know out from behind uh sorry we can't have anyone else uh practicing or doing any uh, gesticulating or whatever it was you were doing up here um, but you're permitted to go into the temple if you uh, may we help you find something in particular Yes. Um, so, sorry. I sometimes I, I just I get the feeling and I, I want to just, you know, stretch. I, I apologize. Um, but I'm looking for somebody who might be able to tell me what this symbol is. And I kind of hold up the piece of paper. All right. One of the dwarves kind of looks at the other and. Hmm. 
Uh, I'm afraid we don't recognize it, but we could take you to one of our um, elder priests who may know more. Uh, follow me for a moment, and the dwarf kind of okay. heads into the building and, and allows you to come along behind. Alright. Do they recognize me? I mean, there's a statue of me. I don't think they recognize you. They just saw some weirdo doing air kicks. And they're not putting two and two together. Um, but they lead uh, into the t and you can see there's there's a main portion of it, big lofty vaulted halls, all kinds of things. Um, but they tuck you away into some side corridors and uh, narrow walls and, and stubby ceilings. You're kind of having to like cock your head and walk awkwardly through them. This, this is a dwarven temple built for dwarves, so everything's a little bit shorter. Uh, eventually, the dwarf leads you uh, to one of the rooms kind of deep within this like large building. and it, it, You can tell as you've kind of wound your way through a number of hallways that this place is huge. There's all kinds of other um, facilities inside of this temple that are not necessarily open to the public or, or visible from the exterior. Uh, the dwarf kind of knocks on the door and, uh, uh, we have a visitor here for you who uh, is in need of your expertise and inside you can hear, ah, come in. And this kind of elderly dwarf shuffles over. The little dwarf opens the door, and you can see this old, really old dwarf kind of squint at you. Ah, uh, hello, young one. Uh, what brings you to my uh, offices? I'm going to um, hold up the little piece of paper and say, do you know what this is? As you have been kind of let in, the other dwarf has left, shut the door behind you, so it's just you and this really old dwarf in there. The old dwarf is kind of uh, sorry, do I tell you that down on the table? I can't see quite so well as he kind of like fumbles through some of his pockets for a moment. I'll just kind of slide it onto his desk. Right. Kind of, as you sit it down, he pulls out of his pocket this really old set of spectacles. They're huge and thick. His eyes are like magnified and, and massive in front of you. As he kind of looks down at it, he's, uh, uh, where did you get this? I saw it in a book that was owned by a mage, and he did not want me to look at the book. Well, so of course I... he didn't want you to look at it, and the dwarf, like, scoops it off the table and, like, crumples it up and, like, really firmly squeezes it, and then he kind of tosses it on the floor. You can't just go around drawing arcane infernal symbols you find in any old book from a wizard. What's wrong with you? Uh, he was being very secretive of it, and I was worried about his overall intentions because he's supposed to be teleporting us somewhere. So I remembered what it looked like, and I would like to know what it is. It, you, you just said it's infernal. Is he, is he working for uh, Amadeus? No. Even what? I, all of that beside getting him teleported by random wizards, you hardly know. Let me just say, you know, this whatever book you found is not a book you should be reading out of. That wizard was highly uh, irregular letting someone who 
can't read these things. Look around in books of uh, the infernal chaining and gathering elemental power from the nether reachers. Uh, such powers not for the likes of mortal beings. So you said infernal chaining and, and what was that? Elemental something or another? Oh, what? I, you're not supposed to know that stuff. Stop it. I, I don't write I that down. That... What, wait, what, what, but what did you, you, you said el elemental powers? No, I did not tell, teaching you anything about how to uh, steal the power from devils and turn it to your own will. Not such oh, thing whoa, like whoa, that. Whoa, 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 steal power from, you can do that? Uh, uh, no. Why would anyone ever be able to do such a thing? That well, no, no, devils no, no, never no, give so... up their own power. And well, the ability I mean, to do of, it would be of insane. course not. That, that's why you have to steal. You think this mage is trying to steal power from devils? Well, I certainly hope not. And also, I definitely didn't say anything about that. And uh, who am I to go around accusing members of our mages guild of untoward uh, philosophical negativity or whatever? Wait, 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 wait. So is this common? Like, is this something a lot of mages do? I don't know. I'm not a mage. Should I take this book from him? Is it too powerful for him to have? Well, it's certainly too powerful for you to have, so I wouldn't recommend you touch it ever again. Wait, 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 why do you mean it's too powerful? I can't do magic, so... So clearly, like, it's no danger to me. Well, you never know what sort of things can happen if you're just around magical artifacts. I mean, you know, hasn't anyone ever taught you not to just go writing down magical sigils you find in strange books? You never know what'll happen. N no? Why, why would someone teach you that? Like, I thought it was good to know what magic was. Uh, if you're ready for it. But let me go ahead and just give you lesson one. Don't write that on anything ever again. I don't know... You know, I'm not an expert on it by any means. I've done my uh, reading here at our uh, universities, but I would just recommend you not deal with such things, you know? Keep to yourself uh, whatever it is you do, and uh, not that. Well, so I have a friend that is a mage. Sh should she have it? No! Why would you say that? That's well, terrible. she likes magic stuff. Yeah, not this magic. Are you sure? She really likes weird magic stuff. She's a really big fan of the Mark. You should steer clear of that friend. That's a bad friend right there. Yeah, she she one time there's a skeleton she brought to life. It did the it did the can can. It was really cool. By Martin's grace. Such things I've heard here today and seen. This is just too much. So so she should definitely effort. have the book. Got it. Okay. Give Demetari the book. God, I'm saying this in my head. <laughs> oh. Goodness gracious. Uh, is there anything I can help you with that's not teaching you about transferring infernal power into yourself and telling you to stay away from certain books held by strange wizards you find in the woods? Yes. So, my friend who does drugs, also what? great friend, by the way, he uh, had a vision about some shards that are like an ancient dragon, like they're the, the scales of an ancient dragon. Um, anyways, my other friend who was talking to an ancient dragon said that some of the shards are actually here. Um, we actually found one in a prison. But... Uh, do you know anything about, like, a shard in, um, how do you pronounce this city? 
um, a Karanath. Hold on a second. The wizard kind of looks down at the little crumpled scrap of paper on the floor, and then he kind of like looks up at you, and then he kicks it underneath his desk into like a little pile of cobwebs in the corner. And then he turns around and, and uh, wanders off to one of the other bookshelves, and he's and fiddling through these dusty old... Pulls one down, sets it down on the, on the table in front of you. He's kind of standing opposite you, and he goes... Blows it off. This huge cloud of dust flies into your face. As he opens it, there's another slam of dust that flies up. Let's see. The writings of the great blah, 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 blah. Ah, yes. Shards, 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 shards. Let's see. There are... There is a record here. This is a rather old tome. I don't know if you could tell. That indicates that there were once a number of these magical objects that were left behind by some... I can't really read that. Something... Blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. There's one in a Karanath. Oh, let's see. I would assume that one was likely claimed by their council. So I'll probably that one off. Don't worry about that one. Wait, wait what do you mean their council? Whose council? Karanath's council? Yes, yes, a Karanath run by the Order of Boundless Nightmare. Uh, powerful Minjocracy. Oh, that that's stuff. the Necromancer City. Got it, got it. Okay. Whoa, shh, shh. Open secret. We don't say that aloud. They don't like it. Their yes. council probably has it. Okay, what about the other two? Uh, let's see. This says that one of that was on this continent was lost. And the third one was what? Yeah. Uh, I can't read this. Hold on. And he kind can of I, like. Can I look over and see if I can read? Um, sure. Go ahead and give me an arcana check. Uh, it's a little smudged, kind of strange. But as you're reading it, you can tell that it is an antiquated um, title for uh, what was um, Sigio was a fallen empire pre and it now would exist where the Isle of Evulon is. And that's, that's a really bad place, right? It is a bad place. By many metrics. And then the other one was lost, so they just don't know where it is? Correct. That's super useful. Thank you for your time. Also, do you know anything about maybe a vault that, like, the Estridians might be interested in in Therathra? Hmm. I'm not sure. It's a wealthy city. I'm sure they've got lots of vaults there. All right. Well, I very much appreciate your time. If I wanted to make a donation to Morden, how would I do that? I don't 
Uh, we accept gold out on the front steps. Uh, some of the altar boys should be around to accept tithes. I appreciate you. Um, I may come back and visit you. What was your name? My name is, uh, it is uh, Everstone. Are Asriel's feet smoking from standing on sanctified ground yet? Uh... I mean, she, I think she's all right. Like, she's just, you know, sort of undead. Starting to play hot potato from left foot, left, right foot. Yeah. I, you know, I, I imagine I'm standing, you know, you know, on my tippy toes, trying not to burn. All right. Um, yeah, I'll leave. I've taken enough of his time. I might leave like two gold with an altar boy or something as I leave. All right. So yes, you depart then... High Priest Everstone's offices, the Temple of Morden. And uh, a couple of gold to one of the altar boys as you descend down the steps and out into the city. I'll go back to the the manor and I don't know, over lunch, I guess I'll let everyone know what I found okay. out. What are the rest of you guys doing? Um, so I, I know Snow and uh, Romney are going shopping. Uh, Javid, where are you going? Well, I went to uh, oh, go right. buy some um, arrows and then um i would go to the uh council to see if we can get an audience all right um i will say you as you arrive in the uh fletcher's shop they recognize you your face your statue and they are more than willing to hand you 30 arrows no charge for the hero of tour Oh, lovely. Uh, this will uh, come in very handy, and, and we will definitely put it uh, to further use in, in uh, advancing the cause of Toravir Deep. You can be assured of that. The little halfling who fleshed the arrows kind of claps the desk, and, ah, that's my understanding. Uh, you do good work out there. I'll sleep easy knowing my arrows are doing something uh, more special than they ever have before. Thank you. So we can just walk around and people recognize us? Sometimes. Can I just walk around and let people recognize me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead and give me a... What is the opposite of a stealth check? Yeah, I guess what's the opposite of a stealth check? Trying to get everyone to look at your face. Wouldn't that be like performance or something? Yeah, I'll say you give me a performance check. Didn't go well. I'm not very memorable, apparently. You are tiny, <laughs> so it's many, kind of hard for people many, to see you. So, yes, you're kind of, like, walking around at, like, ankle level for everyone, and you're, you know, you're smaller than even the dwarves, who are small by most people's standards. And as you're walking around, kind of in front of you, like, through one of the crowds, this, like, you know, child uh, dwarf, no older than, like, five years old, Tugs at her mom's skirt and is like, Mommy, look, there's one of the heroes of Torvir Deep. And the dwarf, like, picks her up and is like, Okay, that's nice. And just, like, pats her and, like, walks Ooh. off through the crowd. Tough. 
<laughs> like being super shitty. Like, remember that time I killed a dragon? Is any no? And people are just it's... like, who the fuck is this? You see, I will say you you're able to see because you, I mean you guys are very memorable and you do stand out a little bit. You spot a few people who like look at you and they kind of double take and they're just like, why does that why does that person look familiar to me? Weren't you in that one play, <laughs> like the playhouse? <laughs> like where have I met this person before? And like they'll go home like an hour from now and be like, oh my, by Moradin, that's what it was. Take it. That's fine. Uh, well, me and Snow are like. By the way, I'm hauling ass. Like I'm, I'm moving. I'm shopping pretty frantically at this point, and I'm. I'll, I'll explain to Snow. So I talked to Mr. Prince, and he did not sound good. It sounds like we are running out of time with him. Well, like he's gonna move on. So you're you're the one that's like into this whole like pocket dimension realm. Save Mr. Prince, right? Oh yeah. Okay, is there any other specific questions you need from him? Like, now that we're not around everybody else, I can kind of, like... I've got more juice. I can send him another one if you need to know something. Or if you think he might have something that could help us more. I would ask him the status of the entryway that we used to use uh if anyone has breached the library or is attempting to breach it currently so i know someone's trying to get in there i know that and mr prince is doing everything he can to make sure that doesn't happen and that's why he couldn't really talk i mean you, do you know anybody it. else that i could like send a message to in there hmm. what about the owl The giant pit worm? Ooh, <laughs> you could try contacting him. Anyways, mm. I gotta get this stuff because I, th I I have an idea and I gotta get back. I gotta talk to Briar. I gotta have a conversation with her because I got an idea for her stuff too. I don't know. I just I gotta go. Hauling ass through the void of people trying to get my supplies. Because I got plans. I got many plans. Well, then let's many, go. By many, I mean two. <laughs> and obviously, we're stopping at the stalls on the street trying to get, like, roadies as we're shopping. There's no way I'm not shopping without roadies. One second. <laughs> All right. Running from shop to shop. You guys are able to get pretty much everything. Unless there's anything else you wanted to try to get, you're able to get all the stuff you want. Uh, I, want, I, want, I want a hooked-on phonics version of uh, Infernal, if they got one. I'm just going to disappear into the crowd for a second and reappear at his side with two, uh, two steins. Nice. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Um, I'm taking a little or... expensive. You could get, like, a dictionary or, like, a, a phrase dictionary of Infernal, but it would probably be, like... 10 gold. Oh, yeah, I'm not spending money on that. Do they have a hooked on phonics for some other language? Infernal for dummies. Um, yeah, I'm, they... ta I'm talking like little kids, like, here's how you draw the letters. Duolingo Infernal. Or one of those trace books. Not necessarily Infernal, literally any other language. 
Hey, I gotta step away from him and I gotta send an email because these dipshits at Maps didn't schedule my kid a hotel. Okay. Okay. Um, I would say that you could get a um, how to on. I'll say halfling. On halfling, perfect. You can speak halfling. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not the point. It's not for me. Um. <laughs> I mean, there's probably one for dwarvish too. If you want one for dwarf. Yeah, I'll pick one of those up, too. Okay. Alright, so I got two children's welcome to, and I also have all of my incense and my ivory. Now I'm with my roadies in snow and tow. We're going back to the manor because I need to talk to Briar. Alright. Uh, Demetari, what are you doing? Am I back from getting the friendship necklace? Ah. Uh, because that's what my plan was, and then okay. I assumed we were going to be... Around that time I got back was, yeah, was our meet and greet. Okay, yeah, that's pretty much everyone. So you get back up, back at the mansion for lunch. Um, you guys do know that the meet and greet with the members of the city is probably right after lunch, so... I'm going to take the hook on phonics for halfling. I'm going to walk up to Azrael and be like, hey, I don't know if this is what you needed to know, but I got something that might help you. So, um, no. Um, that was in Infernal? Woof. This is I know I know this is happening, right? Uh, I think it's yeah, you can probably tell it's happening. It's just like it uses the same lettering system as Dwarvish, but it's different. Don't you speak halfling? Well, I mean, yeah, but I didn't know if this is what you needed. Right. But I'll if just, it I'll, was I'll, in I'll, happening, I'll, wouldn't I have just asked you to read it for me? Well, I know you pretty much hate me. I was just trying to help you out. Never mind. I'll just put it in my bag, and then I'll just go find Briar. Run away. Run away from Scary Lady. Uh, I'm just going to face off. Briar. 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 Yo. <laughs> Yo. Question for you. How much do you actually know about your sword? I know her name is Dawn. Would um, you allow me some time with it to maybe get some more info? You gotta ask her that, man. <laughs> I mean, can I talk to her? Yeah. She understand what other people are saying. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying you gotta leave. I'm just saying, like, she just needs to be present. So if you want to stand there, that's fine. Sure, yeah. I frantically start setting up the ritual to cast Legend Lore. Okay. So I start, like, drawing things into the floor. I start, like, setting up piles of incense. I've got, like, heaps of grapes in a couple of corners. I take one of the grapes, just one. That's fine. That's fine. You can have some. 
Yeah, I set it up. Okay, and then I like I'm gonna make a circle of like orange peels, banana peels, and like grapes. I was like, can you very delicious thing? I like it. Can you like put her peel right there? Can you like put her in the circle? Yes, if I can have one of the oranges that you just made. Absolutely, I don't. I only need the peels. I don't need the actual orange. It's fine. I'm gonna put her in the center. And then I'm gonna cast Legend Lore, which burns 250 gold worth of my incense. All right. It takes you a while to set up the spell, and a great deal of concentration upon the blade. Uh, but as you do so, there is a kind of a pleasant presence with you there that you can kind of tell is probably the spirit of the blade assisting you in your casting of the spell. I'm also doing this in the same room where everybody's having lunch. So, like, I'm skipping lunch, but everybody's eating, and I'm just, like, frantically doing... Ran- I'm, like, running to the table. I'm like, hold on, I need this real quick. Just, like, running away. Yeah, just, like, To be fair, something. this is normal behavior for Romney, so... Yeah, it's, he's just weird. It, it's, it's pretty standard. <laughs> All right. So, with the blink of an eye, you suddenly see flashes of information in front of A number of sylvan smiths, you see a ladrin and uh, sun elves and other creatures pounding metal over a forge, heat rising around you, twisting it and constructing it, flashes of magic as they imbue the blade. Another flash of information, and the blade slides into this ornately crafted sheath in front of an elf in full paladin's regalia. And she appears to be an elf of Corallon. Long, flowing white cloak, kind of fluttering in the wind across her back. Another flash, and you see the elf, now battered and bloody. Her armor is dinted and stained, the cloak ragged. As she stands in front of a massive field, covered in bodies, like writhing in this massive combat. You can see all kinds of creatures there. Uh, Massive giants swinging clubs down another creature. And the elf draws the blade up. You can see it is damaged. There are chunks taken out of it, dents in the blades, scuff marks across As she leaps towards this massive, strange aberration. Six arms, like, grabbing weapons as they slam down towards the paladin. A blast of energy as she cuts through it, slaying a massive beast. And as she does so, another flash. And you see the elf looking up at the sky above her. The battle around her calming, the earth shifting around her as the calamity grows to a close. The blade is shattered into pieces across her. Its hilt is still in her hand as she perishes in the calamity. And that is all you can see.
Woof. So I like come back and I'm like super sweaty, like gasping. Yeah, the rest of you just watch this like he just like took a deep breath. His eyes went pale for a moment as he saw all of these events transpire in an instant and return to the moment. I'm just panting, just <laughs> she she was used to battle in the calamity. She she was used by a paladin to slay aberrations. Damn. Forged by the elves, forged by the high elves, wielded by one of the great paladins that fought in the calamity and shattered doing that. So do I know anything about an elf that like a big paladin elf from Carathras that may have, you know, been an epic hero in the calamity? Um Carathras didn't they sort of participated in the calamity. Uh Go ahead and give me a history check. But it, se it seemed like her original wielder was the servant of Coralon, which I would know as an elvish god, correct? Yeah. So that might be more for you guys to discuss. Yeah, Maybe I mean, so... Azriel is was originally half elven and she has elven ancestry like her mother was elven her grandmother was elven um so she might have some elven knowledge just from growing up with elves um I will say you don't know any particular names however his description of Eladrin elves constructing this blade uh, and the wielder based on the uh, you can tell that it was probably an Eladrin who wielded the blade, not an elf in particular. Uh, but what you are somewhat familiar with, you don't know the names, but you do vaguely remember tales of there being paladins in service to the uh, fey courts who travel to the material plane and to right wrongs and fight for justice and do all kinds of paladin things. Um, I might, I'll look to Briar and be like, Briar, do you know anything about the fey courts? Oh yeah, I know a lot about the fake courts. Uh, yeah, we we uh, do a lot of dealing around the fake courts. <laughs> are are they are they not good things? Um, they're not good or bad, really. Well, one there's there's a bad one. Yeah, that's true. But um, they are just very very proud, and do their own thing and kind of keep to themselves. Uh, so. My gram-gram used to tell me stories of paladins in service of the Fey Courts who fought in the Calamity. Interesting. Maybe one of them had the sword. Maybe yeah, you could ask her. She, maybe she remembers. 
Yeah, she seems to be a little more awake now. Maybe I can just talk with her. I'm gonna pick her up and be like, Hey, Dawn. What was that about? That was my creation and my purpose that I have long since served. My original wielder was Karina, a great Eladrin warrior. I was created just for her, but she is long gone. Well, are you okay to hang out with me? I am. You seem a worthy successor. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna tell them. Does their name Karina ring any bells with anyone? Ah, no, I've got no idea. She never said names. They were they were more like fairy tales. Um. Okay. Well, that's very interesting. But, but you, maybe Mama. you could be a fairy tale. I am a fairy tale. <laughs> that spell hurt. Snow, I'll give you advantage. You can roll again. Me? Uh, Snow. Nope, not high enough. Never heard of it. All right. Uh, using the same circle, I want to cast divination while I'm at it. So, what you guys would notice is when I cast it, when I cast Legend Lore, is like all the grapes and orange peels and stuff stayed, even after the flash of magic. But when I, I go to cast a second spell, all of them start erupting in like holy flame and get consumed. We're trying and... to have lunch. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll stop eating them. Yeah, I'm, I'm blacked out at this point. I'm in it. Um, so my question is, is I know we are making our way to Mr. Prince, and I know it'll take us some time, but are the Astrinium forces going to breach the library before we get to them? That is my question. Uh, you, which god? You're asking your god, Yandala? Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. Yandala. Oh, and I'm slamming an entire, which is more than any of you have ever seen, but I'm slamming like an entire mug's worth of my special beer. Alright. As you drink the beer, you realize, sitting in front of you, only you can see a spectral form of Yandala. She kind of looks up at you and... I'm afraid it is too late. You will not arrive in time. I just put the mug down and I like kind of slump back and put my arms over my knees and I look up at Snow and I say, I'm sorry. We won't make it. How about that attitude? Even if I get, like, magically transported there. Woof. The god, no. We can make our own destiny. I like that optimism. Let's do this. Oh, we better get gone today, then. 
We need to talk to the people first, and then we can leave after we talk to the people. Talk to the people or condemn Mr. Prince. That's on you. We promised we would talk to the people. All right. I actually have to get going, y'all. It's like five till five. Uh, sure. We can uh, we can go ahead and pause here for the week, and uh, next week it'll be the uh, actually. Let's go ahead and do the. We'll keep playing. I think there won't be any fighting or anything super exciting without you, Emily. All right, I guess I'll see you later. Bye. So, continuing on, you finish lunch and begin to get set up for your meeting with the townsfolk. I was packing the bag. You're not always packed and ready to go? He's yeah, double. you burn through food and all this other shit, then you gotta restock that. He's re-verifying the bag status. All right. The rest of you, as you depart from lunch, you can see that Mr. Tormund has set up a number of chairs out on the front lawn of the manse. There are six of them for your party to kind of look down at the yard and then there are a few chairs set up there uh some other barriers ropes and things that have been set up to kind of corral the folk um but overall it is um a few people begin to kind of trickle through your front gate guided by the staff of the house they're being kind of set up in the front yard of the property and you can see most of them look like you know a little older uh dwarves some younger folk all looking more or less like uh the common folk of torvir deep as they approach you see a few of them appear to have brought offerings little uh satchels of, of things that they set out and then the staff kind of bring them up to you and kind of set them on a little table that's been set up next to you and you can see they've brought all kinds of things as the folks start to arrive it's um assorted baked goods uh bottles of of strange liquids likely ales of some kind uh other things flowers uh, letters, all kinds of things are being set on this table. And as the people file in, you can see they are starting to arrive by the dozen. Uh, this table is just piling up with stuff. Food and, and other assorted objects. Uh, is it only the five of you? Because Snow is, is busy off doing other things, getting ready for travel. Javi um, uh, so. is also off. And wanted to uh, brief the council. All right, so Javid has left, so that would leave, uh, I guess, Azriel, 
Briar, and Dimitari. Romney. What's wrong? I'm not a hero. No, are you going to be with us? We need we we need somebody there to you know make sure they don't get all crazy. I don't do crowds. All right, so I guess it's just the women of the party. <laughs> Strong and independent, y'all got it. I'm with Snow. All right. Romney and Snow are busy packing up. Um, after some time has passed, the crowd has grown into a full throng of people. There might be a hundred people crowded in here of wrestling to get views of your party kind of shouting and, and like waving at you some cheering and clapping and uh, other people just yelling random things at you are they good things or bad things mostly good uh, is anyone hear, saying bad things you can hear a few people you hear uh, the occasional voice where someone yells my house burned down why didn't you stop it okay that's that's not bad not like, you suck, I hate you. That might be a different problem. Alright. So. Mr. Torment eventually brings the crowd to a hush and allows you to speak to them. And he kind of leans over and whispers, uh, that would be you three. It's your turn to say something nice to them, or whatever. Thank you so much for these gifts, but that's not why we called you here. Um, we understand that there's been a lot of upheaval, and we just wanted to know what we could do to help you. Um, as best we can, and to answer the questions that you might have. Does that cover it, Asriel? Am I missing anything? No. I, we just wanted everybody to have a chance to speak. And if we can help, we will. Alright. Mr. Torman begins kind of picking folk out of the crowd to voice their complaints. And one by one, they start to... Uh, voice issues and other things to you. Um, I mean, are uh, any of them more than my house burned down? Most of them are things like uh, an older dwarf woman tells you, the water getting in my house from the lamplighters putting out all the fires ruined my carpet. And other things like that. Uh, by and large... By adventurer standards, I would say it is not useful complaint. Um, some of them might be a little bit more within your purview. Uh, one of the individuals tells you that they can no longer get into their house as parts of it collapsed and they can't open their door from the outside anymore. Um, but that's pretty much it. Can I get you three to give me perception checks? Uh, hold on, let me roll for breath. 
Are you guys able to get D D? Yeah. 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 Are you not? Oh, I'm getting 500 gateway errors. Hold on. I'm refreshing. Okay, that worked. That was very. Uh, that's a lot. 500. Well, Briar's got a second. She she's just basking. Yeah, in she's. All of the... There's like as this. Uh, there are the individuals who are being chosen to kind of voice their complaints. And by no means are you guys able to get through the whole crowd. Not even close. Um, but Briar is just, like, standing up on the chair with her arms akimbo on her hips. Enjoying people. Like, every once in a while there's a shout, like, I love you guys! Kind of thing. Um, however, uh, Asriel, you note, as you're kind of scanning the crowd... Some of the people in there, so there's, I'll say there's a few different, like, types of person who appear to have come to visit. There's the kind of, like, elderly, infirm, uh, overly young people of the city who, like, legitimately might need help. Um, but it's just, it's things that might not necessarily be worth your time in this context. Uh, people who... You know, haven't been getting enough food and they're hungry, but they're still eating. There, there are food handouts from the the guild masters on the lower city. Um, and then there's the people who just came here to air random grievances. And there's more than a couple of them. Uh, and then you note in the crowd that there are a few people who look a little bit rough. A little bit kind of... Uh, mercenary types, you know, guys who've seen more than their fair of shot uh, fights who are there to just kind of eye you a little bit. You know, they're they're looking, investigating, looking around the are crowd. Are they doing anything to the crowd? Like, is anyone no. pickpocketing or... You don't notice any pickpockets or anything of that sort, but they're definitely uh, just, like, kind of looking around at everything, eyeing your party... The three of you. But nobody seems to be doing anything. No one's, you know, drawing weapons or anything of that sort. They're just, they look unfriendly. I'm going to take a metal note of those people. Um, when I have time to go hunting, I'm going to find them. All right. Dimitari, you, as you're kind of scanning the crowd, you suddenly note a figure that... While his look should stand out, he has done a very good job of blending in with the crowd. It is a rather tall, kind of vaguely human look. As kind of deep purple eyes, this like silvery blonde short hair, very handsome, who appears to just be watching you. He's in this black cloak, kind of pulled down a little bit. And he's looking right at you. You make eye contact with him. Um, I'm gonna mind Link and ask who he is. He responds in his head, I had heard of you in the city, and I figured you were one of us. I am Torin, 
It is nice to meet another Kalash star here. Have you always lived here? I have been here for some time. I have not, not been back with our countrymen in many years. What is your purpose here? My family died some time ago, and I came here looking to get away and get work. It seemed like as good a place as any to hide myself away. I don't know if this is um, a thing I can do, but could I possibly insight check him? Yeah, you can insight check. All right. Something about what he said, you can tell some of it is true, but the way that he's phrasing it is deliberately evasive. Um, and it's unclear why. Uh, but you do know that something about his demeanor to you says uh, there is more to what he is saying than what he admits to freely. Maybe we should talk privately later. Is there... I mean, I, I'm gonna be honest. We have lots of plans and you're not... I mean... Where could I meet you or get in contact with you? Because I have a... I mean... Yeah, that's pretty much it. I feel like I'm going to be awkward anyway because there's a very handsome Kalistar man that um, I, I, yeah, so, and I don't socialize well. So this is pretty fitting. Uh, I live down on the sixth level. If you wish to meet me at Arkelin's Ale House, I could certainly visit there and... Um, we could speak more, uh, if you wish. Um, yeah, yeah, but I'm forewarning you, I'm bringing my friends. Those that wish to join. Very well, I understand. I should wish to meet the other members of the Heroes of Torbeer Deep. Makes a great wing woman. Great wing woman. Who does? Azriel. That was oh, a joke. Yeah, yeah. You probably yeah, yeah. want prayer. No, um, because <laughs> she's a wing woman. Well, <laughs> uh, I wish she was here. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. All right. Uh, as you guys have. Spent probably easily an hour listening to people's uh, gripes and complaints and praise and admiration and all the gamut of uh, human emotion shown to you. Javid, you arrive at the...
at the Guildmasters Forum. As you approach, it's fairly well guarded. Uh, one of the guards uh, kind of steps out in front of you. Uh, my lord, uh, how may I help you? I have information that may be of interest to the uh, guild masters of the city and, and wish to uh, pass that along before uh, uh, before I, I leave the city and uh, perhaps never to return. Uh, this pertains to the the motives of the uh, Astrinian Marmy. All right, we'll lead you inside. Lord Richterite has uh, left us standing instructions to allow any member of your party into their sanctum. Uh, he may wish to speak to you. He was prepping some other information to give a briefing to the other guild masters, so I'm sure he'll be glad to hear from you now. And uh, a couple of the guards began leading you inside. All right, so I will um, follow them in. All right. They lead you through the grand halls of the Guildmaster's Forum um, into a large room. You can see the exterior is bedecked with the uh, livery and weapons and armor showing the sigil of the city guard of Torvird. And as you enter, you can see this great wooden table. Uh, it's carved to show the surrounding area of Torvir Deep, but as well, there's a small scale model of the city itself. Around the table, there are probably about five or six uh, various people. You recognize one of them, Lord Richterite, the Earth Genas. Uh Sitting next to him in very fine-looking armor, the short little uh, female dwarf, who you don't know if you've met previously. She is... Mid-conversation with Lord Richter. She kind of... Lord Richterite. Our forces are diminished. We have delved deep into the coffers. We cannot extend ourselves beyond the city walls for the time being. Lord Richterite, kind of looking down. I understand. He kind of looks at you as you've entered the room. And... Ah! Welcome back, uh, everyone. This is one of the heroes, uh, Lord uh, Javid Darvash. If... Yes, you, you um, uh, honor me. I thank you for uh, granting me uh, an audience, Masters. I wanted to pass along some information that uh, may put uh, the conflict in a... a uh, greater context, and I will relate to them uh, what we have learned of, of um, Soul Forger of Lord Amira, of the the Fire Giant, uh, the uh, that they are trying to apparently assemble the, the um, these shards of uh, uh, divergence, pre-calamity, what have you, and uh, uh, say that, that we are uh, endeavoring to uh, uh, go to Thalassa as, as they had uh, I think arranged for us that the uh, the transportation with the with the wizards uh, let them know that that we are 
on our way and and uh, we'll make every effort to to um, stop Soulforger and, and his people from um, uh, breaking into the vault and uh, and uh, you know whatever that may mean for the uh, aims of of um, Ostrinium and and the uh, the fire giant the Tribune. The small dwarf, the other officer, chimes in. Your, um, your skill at, at uh, scrying on the enemy is quite noteworthy, friend. Uh, we appreciate this information you give us, but unfortunately we can do little with it. Our forces are for naught currently. We are set at spending every coin we have to defend the city. Anything else would be folly. And unfortunately, I am unwilling to deploy my forces and Lord Rickwright, as am I. Unfortunately, whatever end you've traveled to in the city of Thalassa is your own. Best of luck, and we have outfitted you as well we can, I hope. Oh yes, I, I did not come with the expectation of, of uh, receiving further aid beyond what you have given us already. Uh, as, as much as uh, that is, uh, our little band will uh, uh, go forth and attempt to um, thwart from that end the uh, uh, whatever aims there may be of, of the, uh, the Tribune. Uh, I simply wanted to make you aware of, of our efforts, if that uh, could put into uh, a broader picture um, what your own intelligence has, has uh, given you. We appreciate it. And I'm afraid if I had not introduced her previously to you, um, this is my second in command, Lord Ava Coldsilver. She succeeded me after I succeeded Lord Silverpride, who perished during the siege. Uh, well met, uh, your lordship. She gives you a little back. Which I will return uh, somewhat more elaborately, befitting our relative stations. And Additionally, I should inform you that my title now should be Elder. I'm Elder Richterite upon my promotion. An honor uh, for uh, yourself and, and the, uh, the city to uh, uh, exalt you as so. And uh, unless there's anything further I can uh, impart upon you, uh, I will leave you uh, to your counsel. Not and at this we... time, but your assistance is surely appreciated, and should we need to get in touch with you, we will. You, you can reach us through um, uh, Master Tormund at, at the manse. Thank you. Or through other means. 
as uh, as you have it at your disposal. They bid you farewell and continued their discussion of the status of the city. All right. I will return to uh, the mansion. And uh, if the uh, audience is still going on... Uh, by the time uh, you get back, they're probably gone. There's like people milling about outside, uh, but the, the event has transpired. Now when Romney right. come out of the manse and basically yeet everyone's bag at everyone, like, all right, time to go. So before we go, and I probably would have announced this, well, two things. I would have said everything that I had learned at lunch. Everyone has that information. But B, I want to see if we can um, form some type of civic committee. So those that need jobs, right, they can help out. Um, and those who need help with, like, you know, replacing carpet, fixing damp roof damage. Like, maybe we can start a fund. Like, we'll pay, you know, a couple silver a day, whatever the day labor wage is for like, people like to... Like mold in the, in the drywall? Yeah, exactly. Right? You know, public so works. Says, good luck with that, and then starts walking down the road. Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Corman to to try to form this for me. I'll leave him a bit of gold. Um, what should fifty gold be enough, or does he need a hundred? Fifty gold would be fifty days worth of five unskilled workers. Okay. Or well, I'll go with a hundred gold, just so there's enough in case we need more than five workers. A hundred gold be... could get you two skilled workers for fifty days. Okay, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna leave him a hundred gold, and um, so I, I wrote down all the complaints and the people who need work on their houses, the people who need food. Well, you know, to get food, they can have jobs, um, and then um, have him. I wrote down all the names, and then say, you know, form a civil committee, right? Public works. Right. Let me mark, mark off that gold. Um and. Kind of picking, piggybacking off of that, I think that I would make a point to say that um, you guys might think we're heroes, but we would not have been able to do this without you. And I think that you should depend on each other. And then I'm going to gesture towards all the offerings and stuff that they gave and share amongst each other. Yeah. Um, it, so it's your. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like the people who need food, they can take food from there. But like, if you, to take food, then you have to offer services. That kind of like system. Okay. As you kind of inform Mr. Tormund of your intentions, I will see that it is done and that the city is better for your assistance. Is there anything in particular you wish uh, for us to get done while you are gone on the house? Not the house, but um, I think. Because obviously we don't have the time, but if people have any information that they would like to share privately um, in order to share with us, things that might be helpful and what they might have seen or um, say they heard anything about shards or, you know, a friend through a friend through a friend talked about some Leonin that's an asshole, that would be really helpful. Uh, very well. I will see that uh, the townsfolk understand that they can give us information privately. When do you intend on being back?
If I gave you a time, you would just be disappointed. Very well. Good luck. Thank you very much for all of your assistance. All right, so Romney and Snow have brought your bags out. Where are you guys headed to now? Well, I think we wanted to go to um, the uh, the mages, and uh, if we're ready to go, pack our bags and uh, get boomed off to Thalassa. All right. I like how Demetari makes friends with a hot Kalashtar and then just bounces. Tells him she You told him you were leaving, right? She did not. She said uh, she would meet him. <laughs> That'd be opposite. Ghosting him. Boy. But also... Oh guys, my god, that's know, so rude. I don't know if that was a date. I That was... It sounded a lot like a date. Oh, shit. Um... Uh... Well, he told me he lived... Do we have time for me to... No, that sounds... That seems like it's kind of needy. Oh, shit. What do I do? Gamby? That's cute. You know what? That's what I'll do. I'm going to write a little note, have Gamby go down the sixth level, find him, and then it will be like, I'm so sorry. Not standing you up. Something came up. Um, definitely want to hang out later. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be... That, that's what it's going to be. All right. So you're writing him a note. What does the note say exactly? Um, his name was... Hang on, I wrote it down. Torin. Um, Torin, yeah. So, uh, Torin, comma, I apologize for my abrupt absence, but something came up and... It was, it, it can't wait. Period, I hope you understand. Um, I would love to meet up and chat later. I hope I will still find you um, when I return. I don't know when I'll be back, but let's just say, we'll keep in touch. Maybe I'll meet you in the, the inn or the tavern. Alright. Gamby flutters off to deliver the message. Totally doesn't sound like you're ghosting him at all. Oh, oh, also um, from Dimitari. Wait, do I... Is there a way that I could like... Um... Oh, oh, my buddy has sending, so, you know, if you want to chat, maybe you can do sending? I don't know how this works. <laughs> like texting through somebody else's phone text me later bruh <laughs> alright Gamby flutters off as are the rest of you headed to the mages yep I, I think we need to get this root on the show All right. Hold on, I'm thinking. You 
doesn't take you very long to go down a level and arrive at the Deep Mages. As you approach, knocking on the door, the door slides open, you see one of the mages is looking out curiously, he's already holding one of the go-away stones, and he's like, oh, it's you, and he sets it down. Uh, uh come on in, Master uh, Twin X is ready for He has uh, spent a lot of energy preparing this spell. Dwarf kind of leads you inside and up some steps to a casting room. There is a teleportation circle on the floor. Number of runes set. Uh, the room itself is fairly empty. It's mostly just the circle, some windows looking down over the square, people passing around back there. Seated in a chair that appears to have been brought into the room just for this purpose is... Uh, Master Twinac. Which room are we in? Uh, you're in a room that appears to just be for the teleportation circle. It's just one of the rooms kind of in the house. Uh, rather strangely shaped. Dimitari. As you enter the room, there is suddenly a voice in your head. And it is Torin. He says... I'm sorry I didn't get to see you before you left town again. Where are you headed to that it's so important that the heroes of Torovir Deep must attend to it? I look forward to seeing you upon your return. And that is the end of the message. You may respond. We have to help a friend who's in need. I hope you can understand... My intent was not to uproot our plans. Apologies. And that is the last you hear. Gorance stands up, readies his staff. He looks a little better than he did yesterday, but not by much. Uh, you can tell he's well fed. He's got a little bit of color back in his cheeks, but he lo still looks fairly weak. And he kind of maneuvers over to a position in, in the center of the teleportation circle. Uh, come along, everyone. I will see us to Thalassa. I have not been in a brief period. However, I will deposit you directly in one of the Imperial teleportation circles. Is that safe? Well, it is for such a purpose as this. Is designed for people coming and going to the city. Um, by the way, before we go, um, do you happen to know anything about, like, shards and, like, you know, maybe certain shards on this continent that might be lost or why a journeyman would be interested in, in them? What kind of shard? And he kind of uh, squints the it. Dragon scale shards? You know quite a lot about some very strange things. Well, I actually touched one. Um, like, I kind of channeled it through my body. It was really cool, by the way. Like, really awesome. I, I hit the dragon with it. 
kind of gives you like one eyebrow raised. Big bushy eyebrow, lots of little hairs all over the place. No, no, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Like, it, it was totally fine. I only took like 30 damage or something. No, I'm afraid I do not know anything else about the shards. I am familiar with what you speak. The shards of Azarian, the great dragon god of magic, yada yada, all that thing. But I'm afraid I know not any specifics of them. They are not really my area of interest. I look, I look at Snow. Is that the guy that we talked to? Like in our vision, in our vision quest, didn't we talk to like the great dragon whose scales were everywhere? Yeah, yeah, I think I met that guy. Gorin like looks at you also and like odd. Anyway, if there is nothing else. Oh, well, also, there there might be, like, a vault. You know where the vaults are in Therathra? Because apparently Soulforger wants one of them. Like, his minions are going after it. I'm aware that there are many vaults in the city. The Empire itself constructed them by the dozen to hide their ill-gotten gains claimed from other cities and establishments across the continent. But their exact locations and methods for access are unknown to me. What about the Master Smith? Um, you know, she was in Therathra. Do you, do you happen to know where, where she is? Uh, I'm afraid not. I don't pay attention to such things. Uh... Listen, I know you're a man of great secrets. Um, but in order for us to stop really, really bad guys from getting into some really, really bad shit, we're gonna kind of need you to give up a little more. I can tell you're holding back. If this is a whole, like, you need collateral from us in order for you to give us it, that's fine. I'll tell you the secrets you need to know. But in order for us to keep the Elder Dragon, from fucking shit up hard, we need to know what it is that they're trying to get into. And if you don't have the answers, I know you know someone who does. I do not specifically know the answers, but you should talk to her uncle. And he gestures at Briar. He would know all sorts of untoward things occurring in the great city. Best of luck to you. I, unfortunately, have not been paying very close attention to the establishment of Thalassa. I can give you a word of warning that some months ago, there... Uh, shall we... A number of disruptions to the Imperial hierarchy. Uh, the Empress Cotella, uh, her, her daughter... Apparently has fallen sick, and they have, are on poor terms with the uh, Prince Heraclius, the son. Uh, the city has a strict caste system, so be wary of your interactions with those who may see themselves as above you. No one is above me. They will not take kindly to such insinuations. 
Thank you. I find that information quite vital. I hope that didn't strain you too hard to actually give up something not so cryptic. Uh, I'm assuming none of you have been to the Great City. Uh, as well, be warned that uh, the city is fairly matriarchal. A woman of the same social status will have a higher rank than any man. As it should be. Wait a sec. Oh my goodness. Okay, I know this is not something that we really need to know, but Briar, throw on the jacket, do the fancy dress. We haven't been there, but would this work? Could she pass? Is this... Uh, Briar dons the little uh, fine clothes, and it... It turns into uh, one of the... Uh, one of the outfits that are kind of pre-built into the fine clothes is in fact a rather out-of-date version of the patrician finery from the city of Thalassa. And the dwarf kind of looks down at her, hmm, that would work actually, probably. Maybe not in the right place, but it would certainly pass. Sweet! Oh my gosh! Nice! And I high-five Briar. Very well. Let me steal myself. And with the rest of you surrounding him on the teleportation circle, he begins to cast the spell. The spell works. There's a flash of light. You feel this, like, travel over a great distance, over a brief second, and you suddenly find yourselves in a pitch black hall. Uh, those of you with dark vision of some form, can see that you are standing in a completely unilluminated great hall of some form. Around your feet is the teleportation circle. But all of the torch sconces on the walls are dark. There is a large set of wooden doors at the far end. Suddenly the voice of Gorin's, uh, what happened? And he kind of taps his staff and this like blast of light comes off of the top of it and kind of illuminates the area around. This isn't how this is supposed to be at all. And he kind of looks around and squints and suddenly he kind of like stumbles a little bit. You can see he's quite weak. Oh. I'll try to catch him. So he doesn't, uh, like, fall. He kind of holds on to you and... Uh, thank you. Oh, that took too much out of me. What, what is happening here? And he kind of, like, points the light and, and kind of, like, spotlights the And you can see around the edge, suddenly these shapes that those of you with dark vision weren't sure what they were, 
you realize that they are massive statues. The lights kind of pass across their face, across another one. They seem to be wearing this kind of like Romanesque imperial armor, but they're made out of solid stone. Suddenly, there's a shake, a sound of stone on stone, and he kind of whirls the spotlight around, and you realize that one of the statues is drawing a sword. And that's where we're going to stop for the week. So I guess the Rathmus has already been evaded. Who knows? Anyway, hope you guys had fun, and I'll see you next time. Yeah, thank you. This is fun. Yeah, yeah, this is a great story.